This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. To hell and back is in the job description. Being roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dunked, and done the unthinkable is a duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Welcome to the Real Down on Battle and Fin with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. What's up, everybody? You about to bring us in, Brian? I heard you taking a deep breath. <laughs> you were like, oh, never mind. Like, oh, 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 should I go? Should I go? No. Well, welcome yeah, back, everybody, to The Real Down. Uh, another great show. Got Mr. Brian here. Uh, figured Woo-hoo. I would bring in our hype man, which apparently he's not all that hype from what he's telling me. I'm hyped, uh, man. I'm hyped. This is uh, no, this is super exciting, man. Uh, no, dude, I've, I'm kind of mad that you wouldn't let me tell anybody because, like, you told me you didn't want to tell anybody. Well, I did, but I was like, <laughs> I could at least tell them when they asked, you know. Well, when you come up with a good idea and you're like, yeah, maybe we should like not tell the rest of the group, and I was like, yep, 
we won't tell them. <laughs> yeah, you, you did. You're like, don't tell them shit. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, I no, went ahead and told Brad when I jumped in on their show. I mean, they weren't recording, but I told Brad just because he actually messaged me and was like, I know who it is. And he guessed right. And I still told him he was wrong. But Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember, um, you know, when it, when it all came up, you know, that uh, Dan wanted to do a new segment. Um, and it, it made total sense, um, that he wanted to do what he's going to do. Um, so I totally agreed with him. And then, you know, you and I had that conversation like, okay, well, for anybody that missed it, Dan left me to start an OnlyFans page, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but, um, you know, it, 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 we had the conversation like, okay, well, who do we find to replace him? And you know, obviously we wanted it. Somebody that fishes a lot of tournaments, knows the tournament scene and all that kind of stuff. And we started brainstorming back and forth and throwing names out. And then you threw a name out and you were like, Hmm, you think he would actually be interested in doing it? And I'm like, what's the worst he's going to say, bro? No, I, st- I still can't <laughs> believe that. Cause like I built it up in my head to go the other way. Yeah. Like, I had like plan B through fucking like K <laughs> and then me and him were talking. He's like, no, this could work. And I was like, Oh, Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. but probably the best idea I've ever had that I pulled just out of nothing. Like, and I don't say that, like, I don't have faith in this person or, you know, they're not great at everything they do or anything. I just was like, why not? We'll try. We'll yeah. ask. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. It's, uh, it's super exciting. It's somebody that, uh, a lot of folks in the kayak fishing community have looked up to and, have uh, gained a lot of knowledge and, you know, just really respectful, uh, all across the board. I mean, Oh yeah. And he's about as OG as it gets. Like ba- basically if you get into kayak fishing, you know who this person is. You, like you said, you've probably got, some tips from him or some inspiration, motivation, you know, like it's weird for me that he's going to be my co-host because he was a big part of me learning how to fish, how I fish. Yeah. You know, it kind of crazy. Well, I remember when I told Jay that night, um, here at the studio and he was like, you're serious. Like, no, come on. Really? I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm serious. And, uh, he's like, dude, it's crazy. And I remember I had a conversation with our new co-host that day and, you know, I got off the phone and I was telling Jay, I'm like, man, it's kind of weird. Like, uh, you know, we had a, a pretty deep conversation about everything and, uh, like I never thought ever in my life I'd have that conversation with this certain person. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh it was certain super cool man and uh, I'm super stoked. So should we should we stop teasing? Should we like we build could. this up more? No, no, I think it I think it's time but I'll, I'll lead into it by saying this, only one person guessed right on the Yeah, uh, yeah, the I post. did see that. I did see that. Uh and that was just yesterday too, I think. There yep. was a lot of great guesses and a lot of those guesses we're on the list for sure. They really were. I was yeah, like, yeah. Hey, that was two. That was three. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, right before we bring him on, Mr. Elvis Lee, you were correct. Um, 
we'll reach out to you. If you listen to this before you see the message, be looking for the message or reach out to us, me personally, Brian, Paddle and Finn, whatever it takes. But without further ado, the new co-host of The Reel Down, new member of the Paddle and Finn family, Mr. Drew Bradley! (laughs) (laughs) There's the hype. Blow their drums out. Yes, you are the hype man, my friend. (laughs) Jimmy, you were right about that. Uh, no, great to be here. You guys are making me blush back here in the green room over here, uh, whatever, backstage, whatever you want to call it. Uh, appreciate all those kind words, man. It's it's just cool to be here. I just love, you know, kayak fishing, love talking tournaments. And uh, I, I really have come to love the Paddle and Finn Network and what you guys do. And, you know, been working hard, kind of like like me, just grew up and just, you know, as a hard worker, you know, son of a – of a, of a minister, just hardworking dude. And you guys, I see it. You're working so hard. It, you know, 600 episodes you guys did recently. Yeah. That is, my goodness, I can't even comprehend. It's hard for me and, you know, Ken and I to get on and, and do just like 12 or 14 a year. But you guys are crushing it. And you're very neutral in the space of kayak fishing. You know, you're, you're not like, you know, slanted one way or the other towards this tournament trail, that tournament trail, this brand or that brand. You're very neutral, and I, th- I said, you know what? I talk tournament fishing anyway. I love it, and you guys are experts at the podcasting scene and understanding it. So I thought, I don't know about this that. is actually a great way. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're, you're you. better than I am. Trust me. I have to. I'm, I have to struggle to figure out all this stuff. You know, to, to upload it and to schedule it and do all the stuff that that I do behind the scenes. So it actually worked out perfect because when you asked me, Jimmy, it was kind of like. Dude, this can actually work perfect because if you guys can handle that side of things and I just have to show up and talk, you know, that's kind of where I feel like I, you know, really excel is that stuff, not the behind the scenes stuff that confuses me sometimes. Maybe I'm showing my age. I'm getting kind of like confused with technology and stuff. Sometimes. But old, old man Drew. That's right. <laughs> but if that's all I have to Gregory. do, show up and talk tournament fishing. Dude, I love yeah. I, I just love fishing, love tournament fishing. And what tournaments have done for me it's kind of like you know what they say this is maybe a bad analogy to start with as the the co-host but you know what they say about there's you know certain drugs or gateway drugs sure you know what i mean like or or you once you do something and you need like an another high like once you eat something that's kind of sweet you move on to something else and then like my son theo you know he's once he's once he's had like some cake with icing, my God, he just wants the icing now. He doesn't want anything else. <laughs> like you just want to get that next level. Okay. So to me, that's what tournaments have always done. Uh, fishing was awesome on its own and it still is, but you add that next element to it, and your heart's pounding for a 14 incher. Whereas back, you know, before I was really focusing on tournaments, heart didn't really pound that much for 14 incher anymore. I'd caught thousands in my life. So it was like, whatever, let me ski this thing in, who cares? So tournaments have done a lot for me to to enhance my fishing, you know, uh, out there. Just make it more fun and entertaining for me. So, and just really tickle that competitive side too that that I w- have always had as a sports guy. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to be here and just I get to talk it and just and you guys handle the other side of things and that's this is exciting for me, man. I'm thrilled. Yeah, so, it's great with us with paddle and fin that like you said, with like the behind the scenes and kind of the work that goes into it, there's people that help us with that, you know, you know, in the house, obviously other hosts, like Brian does a lot. I won't take that from him at all, but we do have a couple other guys that'll help with the edits and the uploads and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's a good move. Like you said, like, 
you you th- you're getting to come and talk, but it's also not adding a lot of more work for for us because it's kind of like we're already doing it, you know. So, so uh, this is actually episode six hundred and twenty three, and then uh, we also just hit uh, four hundred thousand plays. Woo! This week, wow, so that's crazy to years. think about. Well, year one was like I, I posted up in the group chat the other day, but I, year one was like. 12,000 or something like that year yeah. to like uh a hundred thousand and then last year this past year is like 250 so it's yeah. just crazy man it, it's growing and uh it's just awesome to have uh you come aboard drew and uh you know i feel like we're announcement, I, I, I feel like it was something that was kind of bound to happen with one of the shows was sure you know the that that next level name, whether it been, it worked out for me because you're, you know, you're a heavy tournament angler on top of everything else. Everybody already knows you for tournament director, TV show, podcast, everything, man. Angler of the year. Um, But there's more to this. And we've had the other part of this surprise sitting back there. So uh, Brian, on top of Drew being my co-host, what else did we get as like the package? The, well, I'm getting confused now. Like, what name do I use? (laughs) The Hooked on Wild Waters podcast is coming to Paddle and Finn, but it is now going to be called the River Bassin Podcast. Did I get that right? It is. And and we're getting Ken, too. Ken, the man Morris. Hey, guys, what's up? What's up, brother? All right. We're we're, going to keep calling you Dr. Noisewater. It, on the new river oh that's right that. i totally screwed that up i should no, no. hey the man <laughs> morris is good too i, I can work with that yeah absolutely actually so, that's, uh, that's actually that's really really funny um i put my my name in my wife's phone as the man morris uh, a long time ago <laughs> like when we were dating like was, so that that actually is pretty funny Nice. So there you go for everybody that's going to check it out on YouTube. It's a little graphic that uh, Drew and Ken threw together and sent us over real quick. River Bass and Podcast. So same great stuff with a new name, new look for coming over and joining our family. Yeah, yeah. man. So you want me to explain this uh, name change real quick? I'm sure everyone's wondering why we are changing our name to from Hooked Wild Waters. Yeah, so there's, <laughs> there's a little bit to this, and I can't explain every bit of it yet because you'll you'll – understand why even more in the future but okay ken tell me if let's just air it out right here because i'm pretty sure you agree with me we had a great podcast um and we have obviously had a great podcast with hooked on wide waters and we're going to continue to have a great one with river bassin but when we first started the podcast hooked on wild waters was you know obviously the name of the show that i did uh youtube waypoint tv was out there great well-produced show if you haven't watched them go check them out and then we just said, this is perfect. We'll just roll that straight into the, the name of the podcast, right? So yeah. that's what we did. But my true passion, like Hooked on Wild Water was, was great because back when I was with Jackson, right, we needed the show to be something that wasn't bass focused because we were making kayaks for, you know, the inshore Wild flat, water. And offshore, yeah. and it, every kind of species of fish we wanted to market. So because that was a marketing tool for Jackson and not, and all my other sponsors, of course, 
it was nice that we called it hooked on wild waters because then we could always go wherever we wanted to go and do whatever we wanted to do as long as it was with water right and in a kayak so now you know that it it's no longer a show and i'm doing my passion and my heart as you guys probably know from the reason i started the river bass and tournament trail and that brand and i know all people listening to this you're probably like oh is the river bass and tournament trail coming back well no, I, you know, I wish I could find someone to take that over and just do that. So no, that's not the reason why we're changing it, but that's just more where when you and I started this thing, uh, can we would interview, we would do more tips and tactics and talk about how to fish rivers and, and have guests on. It was more, more that style of podcast. Right. And then it's, it morphed into when I started doing tournaments more, became real busy doing that. It morphed into every time we talk, it's like we're recapping, what you and I just did in the tournament scene, it became this tournament talk podcast. It's called Hooked on Wild Waters, and it didn't make a lot of sense, which is why it makes sense for me to, to join Jimmy over here. I guess I'm pointing the wrong way, but Jimmy, <laughs> uh, because now I get to talk tournaments with Jimmy, and it, not that we will never mention our the tournaments, obviously, on the new River Bassin podcast, because obviously I do fish a lot of rivers in the tournaments, but we'll, yeah. we'll mention them. But when you really want to hear some tournament talk, you know, you go to the the paddle and fin, you know, the reel down. That's what that's where you want to go. If you want to learn more tips and tactics, and maybe we maybe we get Dan on and you know on our show we yeah. talk about. I know by the way, Dan's show. I mean, unbelievable guy. You guys want to check out a show? I'm not sure if uh, it's a, what's it called, the Advanced Angler. Yeah, is that the name? Advanced was angler. it the yeah. Advanced Angler podcast that he's starring for paddle and fin? Uh, by the way, Dan, I will be happy to go on your show and talk about. I know you mentioned uh, last show about my the rod and reel theory that I have with using the same length rod. You know, anyway, I can get it. I can get deep into that with you because <laughs> there is go. logic to it. Real yeah. yeah, yeah, real back in. That's right. I'll go, I'll go with you on Girl. that one. That's right. But anyway, we will be talking about stuff like that, and of course, how to approach rivers and creeks and things we do, and try to give away some of the juice. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna ever give away all the juice, but I'm going to give away a lot of, lot of the good stuff. You know what I mean? I got to keep some close to the vest because after yeah. all I am trying to compete in these tournaments and you don't see any major league baseball pitchers telling the, the batters, Hey, a fastball's coming. You know what I mean? Here you go. You know, <laughs> so you got to keep a little bit, you know, close to the vest, but of course I want to help everybody out there learn and, you know, yeah. catch fish too and, and have a good time and enjoy the rivers um, the way that, you know, we love to do so. And that Jimmy, I know you love to do like you mentioned too. So that'll be I can't. Massive. I can't wait that y'all are, since y'all are going back to that focus, I cannot wait just because like, that's what I look for the most, like on the internet or listen to other shows is someone that gets into that, you know, mindset of fishing. And there's not a lot of it. So I've always like, like something you said one time that stuck out to me the most was when you were talking about walking up to a spot with your little laser thermometer, check it or no meat thermometer. Yeah. Meat thermometer. And checking the temperature of the water. I have not a meat thermometer. I use a laser, but yeah. I will like when I'm wanting to do that, I'll pull up. And like you said, man, it'll be like 54 degrees. I'm like, well, nope. I'm like going somewhere else. <laughs> Dude, well, it's, it's, it's true. We're, it works, man. I mean, I speed date. I speed date when I, uh, <laughs> I say, when I, when I pre-fish, this is the way I can, I seriously, I consider it speed date. When I pre-fish, Ken has seen me, man. He knows he stayed with me at, at houses before. I don't stay in an area long and I zip and I drive. Sometimes I don't even put in. I, 
I try to hit it all and just like, you know, like I said, it's just, it's a speed date for all those you know, locations and potential areas to, to launch and fish. Uh, I assess them just like, Hey, she walks to the door. You take a glance, you know, whatever. Yeah. Call, I I'll call it efficient. We're very efficient <laughs> with our previous yes. time. Yes. <laughs> oh, some, Oh, some lily pads. Oh, some rock over there. She's like a 9.5. I might like this spot, you know? And, uh, I speak coming it, back it, in 10 minutes later, like that stupid too. She can keep it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's stuck up. She's got some, she's got some deeper issues. You, you couldn't see in the surface, you know, anyway, her lily pads oh. are sagging. She's got <laughs> well, uh, we've obviously we've had Drew on our show tons of times. Ken, you've been on a few times, but uh, tell us a little about you for anybody listening to our show that may have missed the episodes we've had with you on or not caught you on the noob show or whatever. But uh, tell yeah. us about yourself. So uh, let's see here. It's probably going on five or six years. It'll be in my bio with a little bit more uh, specific information of when I started kayak fishing. But basically uh, I start, I picked, I fished when I grew up with my family and stuff. And then, but it was always just like, you know, random fun stuff. It wasn't like anything serious. I never like, I really started to get into bass fishing probably six years ago. And then that was about the time I was graduating from the school I was in. And my wife bought me a kayak as a graduation present. So then that's when I utilized Good wife. That. Yeah, right? <laughs> she had no idea the mistake she was making, right? Oh, yeah. She regrets it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I started fishing off of out of the, you know, the little sit-in that she bought me. And within two weeks of owning the kayak, I found a kayak tournament and with these guys over here. And I was, I was done. Like, that was lights out from then. So immediately a month or two after that, I found River Bassin tournament trail and and that's just the, the very or that's like the simple origins of how i got started so i, I started fishing the river bass and trail i started fishing some local stuff um so you went from like zero to all in in like a month man that's yeah basically so then i started you know bass fishing more and more and it became like every weekend i was going out it wasn't like going out four or five times a year like i was like no plans this weekend. I'm out of, uh, I'll be on the water. I'll be on the water. I'll yeah. be on the water. Remember that gateway drug comment I said? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Relevant. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, so, a, he's yeah, that he's icing a, tastes so good. Yeah, dude, you're, um, you're addicted. So then, you know, I, my buddy Clayton and I like started traveling to do the river bass and tournament trail. And this is where I met Drew, uh, via him being the tournament director and running the trails. And it was just one of those things where like I had extra, we had extra time because we always stayed through the weekend or whatever. And we just kind of hung around and have anything else to do just to talk fishing and like learn and like, Hey, you know, Drew's, I was trying to get on Jackson's fishing team. I was fishing out of a Coos HD, like this and that. And, you know, talking, trying to talk to Drew to get information or learn or whatever, because he was very good at that and watching his videos. And it was ended up being like sticking around after the tournaments and helping him pack the, the RV back up or pick up the stuff. And then it was like, oh, Christina, like, really needs free labor there. goes a long way. So it was like, it was help reorganizing. It was helping Christina, like, wrap, you know, with the dogs. And then it, that was another thing. It was like, I'm the school I was talking about, I'm a veterinary technician. So basically a nurse for animals. And that eventually Sweet. came up 
And then, so then I'd randomly get a call and Drew's like, I'm in Texas. There's a cactus stuck to my dog's face. What do I do? Like, you know, like you just <laughs> yeah. kind of like. Pull it off. It's a true story, man. It's a long, it's a long What are you doing long... to your dogs, Drew? Maybe we'll get into that sometime. Yeah. But, you know, so we basically should. over the past five or six years, our friendship has evolved from me just being a participant <laughs> to actually helping with the tournament trail. He eventually asked me to come on to help judge fish. Like I was a tournament director, like I was a judge for him for a little while. And then one day he called me and was like, Hey, do you know anything about podcasts? I was like, no, but I have a computer and a microphone. He's like, are you free? <laughs> I'm like, like today? He's like, yeah. He's like, come hop on and see if we can figure this out. Like we'll, we'll have like a phone conversation, but it'll be like, we were going to figure this program out. I was like, okay, sure. So like I loaded up the computer and we started figuring it out and he was like hey why don't you come on and do this with me just because you seem to pick the stuff up fairly quickly and like you like talking about fishing so why don't you just come on and help me run this thing i'm gonna start a podcast we're up on wild waters i said all right i'm down let's do it and i mean fast forward here we are today so um, nice. isn't it crazy how so much stuff in kayak fishing starts like this and then you're looking back like damn how'd that happen <laughs> how do we get here yeah, yeah i went from yeah. sitting in a like a future beach sit-in kayak to like now i'm traveling across the country fishing national tournaments and talking to drew gregory yeah once a month on a podcast like it, it's it, it's wild it's been a wild ride and i'm excited and pumped to you know join paddle and finn and get our new name and transition going and uh and keep it going yeah. and get back to the, some of those basics and those fun river stories and the techniques and the and the tips and stuff that we started with and, and got away from a little bit with, yeah. with the tournament stuff. And it's a, it, I think, you know, this is like a perfect opportunity for the transition that y'all are doing too. Like, yeah, it's kind of starting something new, starting fresh. It's pretty sweet. I know, yeah, for sure. I know all of our folks are going to be psyched about it. We got other river, river guys in our paddle and fin family. They'll be super stoked to hear about that. The one I already told is super excited. Because, like, he's been talking about having Drew on uh, to talk Crescent. And he when he guessed the other day, I was like, no, it's not Drew. But that'd be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, like what, what do you think about that? Do you think it'd be pretty cool if, like, the, the Hooked All Wild Water Gang came over and all that stuff? And he was like, yeah, it'd be great. So then I was like, oh, I told him today. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And he was like, he just stared at me for a minute like... Really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, That's yeah, funny, no man. shit. <laughs> no, for well, sure. Great. I'll tell you one one thing real quick. Um, just to also share, like, you know, obviously you guys know I've got a lot of sponsors that support me and what I do, but none of them, like, they've never said, you know, start a podcast to do this. I, I just love to talk about the sport. I just love it, man. I just have a passion for it, and it's, you know, it's why – I contacted Bassmaster and and I was like, hey, you know, I'd love to be a contributor because uh, I had some friends over there already and some guys on the Elite Series. And, I, you know, I just contacted them. I'd love to contribute kayak stuff just because I love it. You know, my sponsors didn't – I never monetized the Hooked on Wild Waters podcast. Never did. I just – we just talked it because we'd love to do it. Now, my sponsors would still support me exact same. Right. If if we if I never did a podcast. I, you know, I, I send updates to all my sponsors and maybe one day I'll, I'll come on – uh, one of your shows that's the right fit to talk about trying to go professional in fishing and how all that works is there's a lot to it, but I do send like a quarterly uh, or sometimes bi-yearly, whatever. But I try to do quarterly update to my sponsors with a newsletter, letting them know here's what I'm up to. And I put the podcast on there for sure. 
but no one ever said do a podcast or do, you know what I mean? Like it, what I was doing was enough. So to me, this works out perfect because it did become, you know, my time has become more and more crunched, which is probably why when you asked me, Jimmy, it was like, yeah, guys, you know, he's busy. He's running tournaments. He's got his family, all this stuff that, it, that you see me doing. And it's true, but it actually worked out the complete opposite, which you didn't expect that you guys could take a little bit of burden off, off my hands. And it wasn't like I was monetizing this anyway. You know what I mean? Sure. And, yeah. and, and it's a win-win and there, there's more to this whole thing that'll, that'll reveal itself as time goes on as well. And in the river bass and all that, but it was super important to me. You guys are as neutral as possible. I've, I listen to all the shows. Certainly you have some guys who are sponsored by this brand or that brand or whatever. They, they mentioned those, but I don't hear you guys really, you know, ever bad mouth anybody. And that's how we are at Crescent kayaks. And it's just important to my brand. It's how I, I've always been. Uh, we're, we're pro everybody in the sport. We're like, is it Sweden or Switzerland that's neutral? I, I don't know. Whichever one of those countries is the neutral country. Is it Swiss? Sweden? I, think it's Swiss. I got three intelligent guys on here. Come Swiss- on, somebody. Oh, 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 oh. Negative two. I'm not in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, I've always felt that that's kind of how yeah. I, I am. You know, Crescent is. I, I just have a love and passion for the whole sport, for everybody. I have friends that, that fish out of different brands and have different rods and real sponsors and lure. It, it doesn't matter to me. Um, right. So I, I just thought it was really cool that you guys were, were like that. And that was important to me. And we can come on here and we can still, I can still interview and talk about and mention and uh, you know, all the brands and all the names and promote, promote the anglers. That's the, really the goal to kind of keep getting the anglers who win these tournaments, who are coming on our show. Jimmy, I know we're going to interview some club guys too, some smaller clubs when the national stuff isn't, going on and uh that was just super important to me that you guys have kept that standard with paddling the fence so i really appreciate that yeah i mean that was a long conversation that you and i had drew and um you know for i don't even think we've ever talked about it but like that's like been my one standing rule since we started the podcast and that was something that jay and i agreed on way back in the day you know is that you know, we got to stay neutral. Um, and you know, the perfect example that I gave you was when we talked about the different kayak trails on our show a couple weeks back and, you know, obviously we, we all had opinions and stuff, but at the same time, like, we're not just going to go, Oh, this sucks or that's bad. It's, this is good. This is bad. Like, you know, compare and contrast and pros and cons to each, you know, and just trying to stay neutral across the board and, you know, like, like you said, um, you know, everybody has their favorite thing and, you know, I'll be the first to admit, you know, I'm a new canoe guy. I love being in my new canoe, but that doesn't always meet everybody's needs, you know, like, um, you know, it's that age old question. What's the perfect kayak? There's no such thing, you know, like go try them all and see what suits you best. That's what I tell everybody. Yeah. I'd love to see you getting a new canoe, but if you got in a Crescent or a Jackson or a old town or a Hobie, like, so be it. I don't care. The most important thing is getting more people on the water and just having a great time while they're out there doing it. Yeah, man. You know, and it, it's actually, I I thought it would be kind of hard to stay neutral, but it's actually really not like, like I, I thought when we'd have these aggressive topics come up that we'd get sucked into it. And, I mean, we've had, like I said, we had the spicy show a couple of weeks back. The two jury was in on that, you know, but it still wasn't like slamming any one thing. It no. was, yeah. everybody had good points. Yeah, I you think know, it was just things were factual. Like, talking exactly. about how to make things better, you know? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, yep. Being neutral and having a discussion isn't exclusive. 
Right. So right. To make things better and to point out advantages and disadvantages as having a discussion, it doesn't mean that you're picking one over the other. Like, a discussion exactly. is a discussion. So you got to have those opinions and maybe that'll formulate something better at the end of it. You know? right. Absolutely. So, and, you know, I'm, I've always been like, like I'm one of the people that love to watch the world burn. Like I'm, I might not contribute to it, but I do thoroughly enjoy paying attention to it. So like, if that's your thing, I'll always be like, man, check out the dudes on KBN because, you know, and I'm not saying that they like bash on people, but they don't really have to watch like they're, they're known for just speaking how they feel about everything, which is great. Like, and I don't mind it at all. I, I swear to God, I love it. Like we've had conversations with Lambert and them before just to make sure, but like, look, man, you know, we're, if that topics like this are happening, don't have to worry about us. Like doing the same show, like y'all got that. And then we'll do the other end of it, you know? And it, it's always worked good, man. And I really enjoy it. It's cool that like all of the podcasts, you know, KBN and serious angler and all those, you know, dark waters, we all get along. We can all Mm -hmm. collaborate when need be and stuff like that. It's really cool. It's, it's been fun for sure. And I like hearing when people like notice that we're neutral about everything, you know, like, like Drew's not the first person to say it, Brian. I'm sure you've heard it too. People, oh, yeah. I love that y'all, you know, y'all aren't standing on one, you know, one brand, one trail, one person. You know, sure. we're not, sure. we're not kissing nobody's ass. Yeah, I mean, and we kiss Brian's ass, but we kind of have oh, to. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just about being fair. I feel like Pat and Finn is a, a member of the media. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And if you're a member of the media, I think you need to be fair and neutral. It doesn't mean you can't point out like Armando did that, you know, BASS had some things that, that I know they even would wish it would be could be changed. You know, in hindsight, yeah, they yeah, probably yeah. would have changed some things in which they will. We, we feel like they will right. next year and they're already on it. You know, Dwayne's doing the best he can with the guys at Bass. I know the Bass is once the best for the kayak series, but, it, but to be fair, you got to bring up, I mean, the things that, that they did not do as well as some other trails or have not, it's not like we're yeah. bashing anybody, but we're just being fair and seeing it, calling it as we see it without a bias. You're not paid by Hobie or KBF or bass. So therefore yeah. you've got to be fair and neutralize the media. Now, unfortunately today we don't have a lot of neutral media anymore because and even tournament trails are paid by sponsors. You know what I mean? Whether it's sure. Phoenix Boats for Bassmaster or whoever, they've, you know, they've got sponsors too. So, you know, I just feel like you know the the moment that switches over and you start treating people that are in, let's say you're uh, have a rod sponsor or a or whatever, and you're a tournament trail or you're paddling fin, you've got big sponsors, and you start slanting things so hard that's not no longer fair and it's it's biased now it's super biased you know what i mean then then it sort of becomes no longer you're no longer that neutral media you know what i mean like right 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 yeah well and i think bringing drew to the you know the the tournament podcast and then bringing river bassin podcast to under the paddle and fin umbrella like that's probably the whole it's going to bring neutrality out of us. We're going to be able to bring our opinions and we're not like being from the hooked on wild waters podcast. It probably came across often as Drew and Crescent and mine and like what our direct opinion for like in some of those things when we brought up those topics, like, so if we said something about Hobie or we said something about BASS or we said something about KBF, 
that was automatically Drew's opinion on that but, and, and yeah. be taken as an attack. But like, I think coming into here, you know, that's going to be more, it's going to bring us into a discussion sort of space and less of completely 100% representing Drew in, in that situation as well, I think. Oh yeah. And it, you know, there's definitely like, like, like you just said, everybody knows, like they hear your show on our network. They know that yes, y'all are part of Crescent, but it is not a biased, like, Y'all, y'all are all tell it how it is, and everybody will. That's right. Like Paddle and Finn ain't gonna pick up no crap. Like we're not gonna just. This is how we've always done it. We're not gonna bring something in that's thoroughly, totally is a curveball to that. So that that kind of credibility, I guess, would be a word for it. Yeah. But it, it's. I think it's great to have y'all. You know, bring that on, and it's really cool that because I mean, you hit me with the name change thing like twenty minutes or no, that's probably about an hour ago, but. That, that, that's what I was figuring you were going to say is what y'all were doing was getting back to that kind of like the roots of the, the, you know, your style fishing and river bassing, which is, which is great, man. That was the purpose I, of it. I mean, it really was at the beginning. And yeah. that's, if you remember one of the early shows, some of the early shows, I talked about how, you know, when I, when my wife and I had our son, Theo, he's three years old now, but you know, I, I still play golf uh, on the side, not much as, not as much as I used to, but it's the only hobby I have outside of fishing. So the only way when you can't play a lot of golf, cause you got a three month old or a six month old and you can't do fishing, can't do any of that stuff. The only thing you can do is listen to podcasts to try to, to just get your mind to a different place. You know what I mean? And when you're in lack of sleep and whatever, you know, and I realized how much I could learn and get better by listening to those golf podcasts without ever going to the driving range, without ever picking up a club, without just listening and learning strategy. So that's kind of where the idea of, the river Bassin podcast came in where you can teach people. And because I realized that, you know what, I'm blessed to be able to quote unquote fish for a living, but you know, obviously most people out there listening to the podcast do not. And you guys just like golf was for me, it's like, you can't, you know, you're at work, you're driving, you're commuting, you're at the gym, you're mowing your lawn, like all this, this life stuff that you're doing, you could be listening and learning. So that's kind of where, you know, that, river bass and podcast and why i guess it originally started and uh you know hopefully we can just keep kind of keep that going and, and i don't think we're going to be doing you know we'll we'll be once a week jimmy you know we'll mm-hmm. still be kind of random and whenever and hopefully we can try to get them every couple weeks uh now during the winter is when we're going to pick up and really ramp up because now that i'm in, in in beautiful northeast ohio where the winter begins and uh whatever when does the winter begin ken up here technically uh, when do you guys consider winter like november December, it can the beginning be October of December at times, October. <laughs> yeah. It can yeah. snow in October. Jeez. Yeah. So that's when we're going to get busy, man. We're going to be doing a lot of podcasts between November and, you know, Fall March, like start. February. Yeah. Fall can yeah. kind of be from like September to November, but winter yeah. can start as early as October. It really just depends. Yeah. I, I've been thinking it, you know, and I was going to say it to Brian, man, we're going to end up having two shows a day before it's all said and done. We keep, adding shows we're gonna we're gonna have all the content all of it (laughs) just wait we'll be on serious radio one day (laughs) non-stop kayak fishing talk it'll just be 24 hours of brian just (laughs) knocking coffee down every 30 minutes here is grinder in the background i need coffee right now i bet hey next next step paddle and fin coffee that's what i want (laughs) <laughs> could be good why are you Until, keep, like 
releasing secrets, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't know, but that'd be cool. <laughs> I, I want. I need a Hawaiian. Oh God, what's it called? We'll talk later. We'll talk Hawaiian later. Blend. Come on, reel it back in. Reel it back in, like Ken said. We're just gonna have Ken in all of the shows. He's gonna be in the background when we all tangent off. Keep everybody on track. Yeah. Oh yeah. The main thing I have to do for like Twundra. I know. I can tell when I listen. That is my biggest worry with me and Drew being on together. Is he can go down a rabbit hole, and I love to go down the rabbit hole. Right. You'll follow. Yeah. 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 And so Dan, Dan was always like because like he kind of did it on a strict times time schedule so he'd be like okay let's get started show's done all right we're cool we talk for five or ten minutes afterwards and he's out but he would always like keep us in i can't like we might have some long episodes yeah one of drew's favorite things to say is he's starting to spin out and like i just pretend like i'm (laughs) i'm over there with like the kitty litter throwing it and throwing him underneath the tire treads as he's starting to spin out (laughs) come on dude let's get back in this (laughs) pushing I'm always spinning out, man. The re- well, I'll tell you, here, hey, listen, here's the thing, though. This is tournament related, so this applies. The reason why I'm always spinning out at every tournament, and, and I know I've got like, a, I've been blessed to have a lot of good, really good finishes, and everyone's probably like, why are you so freaking stressed out and spinning out, right? Well, first of all, fishing's hard, dude. Like, no matter what, for anyone that yeah. finishes good, it's hard to catch a bass. I mean, I will never forget that it is hard, even for the best. But the other reason is because I just told you guys how I pre-fish. I speed date, and I really don't know. I really don't know what I have. I have to make my best guess and judgment. It's kind of like actually a speed dating show where you got all the girls and the guy, and he's got 30 minutes or whatever. The show's 30 minutes long. He's got to figure out which one he wants to pick, like just with the short time he's had with each, with each one. So the night before, Ken knows my routine. I'm sitting around. I'm eating at the Airbnb. We're out together. I'm eating ice cream probably. I'm spinning out. <laughs> Trying to just just figure out what I'm gonna do and, and and anyway, so that's why I spin out just because I speed date all those the pre fishing locations and I really don't know what I got anywhere. You just stick them I, all on a dartboard. And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of some of them. I'm along for the ride and like we plan like float trips stuff and like you know or we're doing our own thing like at Pickwick we did our own thing. But you know if I'm along for the ride sometimes like I'm like all right man like I got you like I'm gonna here to fish but if we need to do a float trip I need to pick you up like whatever just give me a ring. And we're like, okay, this is the plan. And we go to bed and I wake up and I like started to like, you know, like put my shirt on and like stretch and like, you and know, Drew is like, gone. And I'm like, going, I'm going to pick up like, you know, my car keys. He's like, all right, actually I'm going, we're going here instead. And he just sends me a, a pin, like completely different than the plan before we went to bed. I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're going here. Let's do it. Like there's fish there. I'm sure. So, you it's, know, it's, yeah. I, that's happened, but that's also a true story. It sounds like a joke, but it's also a true story. It's true. Just, just, just like the, the cactus thing. It's a story for a different time. But oh, no. True. Story. That, that's got to be a story on one of y'all's first episodes. Just I, I need to hear that story. Yeah, it's a good one. It is a good one. There's yeah, a cactus I, in my dog's face. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, just to stay kind of on that, what uh, do y'all have an idea for your first show yet, or have y'all still kind of? Anything we I, I mean we can expect that it's getting back to the roots of the river fishing, but probably follow the seasons. We want to keep our shows uh you know current. Relevant. You know, so if right now if it's yeah, relevant, if it's summer, we want to talk about what the fish are doing in, in most rivers around the country. Uh, a lot of rain's falling. So now what do you do with murky water and high temps? You know, we who knows? But um yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh maybe maybe some of the 
the listeners here will chime in and, and what you know tell us what do, do you want to hear what do you want to learn about give us some topics that you'd love to learn about in, in terms of fishing rivers yeah. for bass because there are a million rabbit holes you can go down and we really probably need to take very small things things that we think are small but really just dissect just something yeah. small and you'll be surprised that you can get 45 minutes out of something that you never even thought you could talk 10 or 15 sure. minutes on you know and then you've really covered it and then that could be the title of the show and people looking down all the shows can can be like oh my goodness i need to really learn about that and then yeah. boom you know well just like an example from like tactical bass center or something like that from youtube like how many episodes have they done on spinner baits or like sure. buzz but you know what i mean like under spins yeah like yeah. just rehashing and like re-explaining a basic lure for new people who are coming into the sport you know like if it's at the top of your list they have a better chance of finding it than going down to the 400th episode when you did something like that right four years ago well, and, and it's great too because the updates now. Yeah, like if yeah. once you go back to it, like, hey, this is something that I used to do, but now I at like you know maybe yeah. three years ago, Drew didn't do the surgical tubing thing that he does to his hook, but I mean, maybe that was more years than that. But when you yeah. figure that out in a new video, now you're going to have that little tidbit in there of like that little extra tip of to to make something do something specific. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like just even breaking down baits or current breaks or you know underwater uh you know like hiding places or a, a big dams or you know whatever like you know re going over that stuff and breaking it down to a semi-beginner level or even a very basic beginner level is going to maybe trigger something in even an advanced person's brain of i never thought of it that way because that's not a technique i typically utilize because you know if you hand me an mm -hmm. umbrella rig i have no idea what i'm doing like i'd need to go back to a beginner thing in that sort of situation like if you were to hand me that to throw i've never thrown one so even as much minimal success I've had and how much I've gotten into this and done in the past six years, there are still things I haven't even scratched the surface on yet. So you a lot know, to learn using, you know, Drew's experience. And then my, you know, amateur questions sometimes is how I try to get him to dig into that, the, spec the specific areas of like what could help people learn about river passing. No. Yeah, man. Like, one of the biggest things for me that and Drew's covered some of this on one of our shows, I believe is like picking water. Like I love the backwaters. I love to have to work to get to a spot, but what is like how you find those narrow them down, you know? And then like Drew has video of him finding fish in areas that you would not like the video of, the I can't remember what bait you were throwing where the one fish spits it and then the bigger fish, mm -hmm. you know, just basically catches it. Like most people would look at that and be like, there's no way a you know, three or four pound fish would live in a spot like this, you know? And right. I've experienced it too, but it's hard to find those areas where like what factors go into knowing that there can be a healthy population of healthy fish in an area, stuff like that. Like, and I plan on using you as my co-host to the full advantage of <laughs> learning all of yeah. this. Yeah. There was a so secondary here. It was like, Drew's great, but I need help. So <laughs> Dude, it's, it's crazy because I have to also balance in my head. What do I want to What reveal? can you tell? What, yeah. yeah, it's very hard. There's no sport, no sport in the planet where you could, someone could put on a set of headphones and listen to something and all of a sudden go – like increase their 
you know, ability and skill in that sport as much as bass fishing. Dude, the fish have no chance. It's not because the lures are better today. That's not what it is. It's about inter- the technology to communicate with everybody else who, you know, all the other predators, which we are to them, right? That's where they're screwed, man. They have no yeah. chance, dude. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> yeah. I could sit here and tell you guys exactly how to catch all these fish uh, that, you know, that I target and, and have been successful doing it. And I promise you, you know how to throw a bait caster good enough and a spinning rod and you know how to rig your baits on there good enough to go out there and do pretty much, you know, pretty darn close to what I'm doing. And then we have a, a, a bunch more people doing it. And, and obviously we want them to, to get better. I, I definitely want to help people get better, but it's in, just insane how much you how much better you can get. And, and oh, no, you, what, Jimmy, yeah, one, of the, one of the biggest questions that you're going to get in any way, shape or form. So it's just going to like encompass all of this is, does Drew really use straight braid? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We've covered it a hundred <laughs> times, but you will get asked. Yeah. Again and again and again. I, I have a, the guy that got me into some of the backwater fishing here when I first got into kayak fishing, he's the same way. And like, he's, he's old school guy and he's always been straight braid. And I, I did not understand that. So like, well, before I knew about Drew and that Drew did that. And like, we actually like put it to a test one day, me, him and his brother were out there. They fished same rod and reel, same baits, braid versus uh, fluorocarbon braid, and then braid versus monofilament. And he waxed him, you know, like 15 to one and was like, doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, we could definitely go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> but, but, was, but here's why I say that, because I was thinking in my head today, as you guys listen to the podcast or if you have in the past, you know, of course, I do use straight braid. I don't use any other line. I have a spool of, of fluorocarbon somewhere over here. I just Whatever still, that stuff is. Yeah. Fluor, yeah. I still have not strung it up. But I was thinking to my head today. It's actually funny we're saying this because I was thinking how I don't throw. You also know I don't throw a lot of uh, crankbaits because they have trouble hooks. I like to fish a lot of places with a lot of cover, hard cover places that you know they could get hung up. And I choose single hook lures like spinner baits and chatter baits and buzz baits more often. But I do throw a whopper plopper sometimes. Uh, it's a, it's a great bait and a, and a spook uh, or really the uh, the new thir- thirteen fishing dual pitch is a great uh, the one I really use. It's a spook style walking bait. Now, here's what I was thinking. If you listen to any podcast with any pro anglers, they're all like, oh, I throw 50-pound braid for a whopper plopper, straight braid, 50-pound braid. Or maybe they'll put a little bit of a leader, right, because uh, that way the braid doesn't get caught up in the hooks, which I still – it, like, rarely ever happens to me. It really does. Either, it, yeah. So I was thinking to myself, are the hooks on a whopper plopper – you guys tell me, is uh, the hooks on a, a Zara Spook Jr. or a Zara Spook, are they any different in size? Than a crankbait. I mean, it depends are on they, the are they much like profiles different? or any, but no. Yeah, they're not much different. That means if you get a bigger crankbait, it's the same size, number four or whatever it is, number six hook. Yeah. If you use a smaller, they're all the same, but they would still throw straight braid, right, on the top water because it floats and it's that's what they want. So why do you yep. not throw braid for a crankbait? They're like, oh, you need that stretch and all that stuff. Why? So why wouldn't you need it on the top water then for the same thing? Because the hooks don't pull out, wouldn't you? My yeah, Same the thing that kills yeah. me with guys with the braid it. talk on uh, not going braid on like crankbaits is they're like, well, it won't dive as deep. Well, if you throw it, you know, further long line it, it'll yeah, get right. down there. And like, it's thinner, actually, it's thinner diameter, it's thinner diameter, so it should dive. Yeah, now, again, I'm should, not the expert on crankbaits. So, so, so in the walleye world, 
when you're trolling crankbaits, braid will actually allow that bait to dive deeper because of the diameter is thinner compared right. to less compared resistance. To mono. Yeah. Yeah. Less yeah. resistance in the water. So it's take okay, that I, to people that don't think yeah. this way. I mean, and would you be able to compensate for that um, stretch with a different power rod? That's my That's thought exactly process. exactly right. That's what I do. That's exactly, and that's where Dan and I could get into the topic is <laughs> a little bit. Now that that's there are a couple situations where you will need a different rod action, but for in general, with most of the stuff I throw, I do want the same length, the same action for that day because I want when I pick it up, I want that cast to feel the same for accuracy purposes, and I want to know, I want to know. Like it sounds crazy, but I almost can feel when I set the hook on a fish, I can feel it move from point to barb in its mouth. Like I know exactly how much, cause there's no stretch in braid. So I know exactly how much like pressure to constantly be putting on them. Right. So if I have a crankbait fish, if I have a crankbait fish, I'm not going to just whale on and pull the hook out. I know that I'm using braid as low stretch. I know what action my rod is. I'm not going to rip the hooks out of their mouth. It's just not what I'm going to do because that's what I'm used to using. And that's what I know I'm using is anyway. So it's all Drew's getting fired yeah, up. Yeah, man. I am. This is the example up. that I just inserted into this podcast of things that we can get into. <laughs> that's right. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of that, have... like, not, just to add a little bit to that, like you said, you, you can feel it as you do it. Like for me with anything, treble hooks, I don't as much feel the fish as I feel the, how the rods like, what is the rod giving me in feedback that lets me know like the fish. Okay. So the fish is swimming towards me. I don't feel that backbone yet. Keep, you know, keep increasing real faster stuff. Like there's a lot to that, that whole fishermen like to have stuff to argue about. I feel like line is one of those things because a lot of people talk about uh, fluorocarbon and stuff's better for line visibility and the fish can see it. That probably used to be true when line was like this thick, like, all these diameters have decreased so much. Like you can't see my 25 pound stuff in the water. Like if you go grab like a 30 year old thing of like 25 pound mono. I could pull my truck across the street with it. Like now <laughs> yeah. it's, it's invisible up to like 35. I have saltwater stuff. That's invisible. 35, 45 pounds. And like Brian was saying, like the braids thinner. So yeah. If that's and your other, argument, you're yeah. still losing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you want a moving with when you're throwing a moving bait, like a, a whatever, a spinnerbait, chatterbait, crankbait, whatever, anything that's moving, you just the line definitely doesn't matter. They're they're reacting to it. You're knocking it off rocks. You're forcing them to just do yeah. a quick reaction strike, uh, and that's you know. I, anyway, I don't want to get it. We'll get into all this at, uh, in podcasts to come. But I've got a lot of weird theories and honestly <laughs> the only reason i'm able to confidently share them and just throw them out there kind of like vomit them out sometimes as ken knows is because i have proven them to be accurate in my mind you know i've proven them in my mind and no one's ever out out repeated success yeah like or no one fishing near me or whatever with a different setup has proven that 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 changes the outcome now i I'm not saying it's hundred percent of the time. Cause I'm sure maybe here on, uh, on Lake Erie now where I live, you know, close to Erie when, if I, uh, I'm drop shotting or whatever, like maybe that's a good well, time yeah, to, they, to, to, you know, you have to take into yeah. consideration the style of fishing that you do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. Fishing versus don't, it's going yeah, to make the argument different. different. It doesn't mean I'm not going to try using white 
Cortland Master Braid or a six pound or eight pound test first, and then seeing if it, <laughs> seeing if seeing if it doesn't you know work. What I, did? I just I just left my uh, my spinning rod out in the sun, so the green braid turned white anyway. <laughs> there you go. Poor man's truth. <laughs> That's right. And the re- the reason I said white. <laughs> The reason I say white is because there are YouTube videos out there where they put all the braided lines in the water in clear blue water. They do it in, in black water, you know, darky, dark water, murky, um, and water. white. Yeah. Darky white is the best <laughs> for the clear blue water. White shows up the least, which is kind of opposite of what I thought. You know what I mean? But, uh, the moss green is the best in that sort of, you know, Florida tannic kind of water like that. Yep. So anyway, that's why I said white for anybody's, uh, curious of the clear water, like a Sinclair Erie, and we'll see, man. We'll see uh, if it if it makes a difference or not. You know, so we'll I hope it out. works. I hope it works. I just want to know that it works. Like <laughs> it's like oh, I was in I was in crystal clear water, fifteen foot, caught fish on braid. Just to throw that in, all those guys, uh, just, <laughs> still works. I predict that it will. And the only thing I will say about this, while we wrap this up, is there is a big difference too. The places I'm fishing are typically I look look for places that are unpressured that have uneducated fish and they're and you combine that with a moving bait it doesn't matter what you're throwing you know what I mean but Lake Erie it's it's up there's so many smallmouth out there I feel like a 25 foot in some random reef it's the same thing they're they're unpressured they're not as pressured you know what I mean out there in deep water and you can probably catch them on on light braid just as good as you could anything else plus you got the no stretch and you can pull them up off the zebra muscles and stuff like that a little bit better you know what i mean maybe you could even go to a 10 or 12 pound and get them up and where other people are finessing them and they break off on zebra muscles and you're horsing them up out of there i mean we'll just have to see flipping yeah there you go that's right that's right that's right hey what what jimmy said is 100 correct what jacob wheeler did if you guys watch the major league fishing tournament he um won in an insane fashion on the st lawrence river one of the things he did was actually everyone's thinking oh i got a drop shot six pound test clear water and in bed fish he actually upgraded and he caught a lot of his fish some of them on a bait caster first of all a which he could horse them in and get them in a lot quicker because time was the essence in that tournament yeah. I mean, he caught like 160 pounds one day 160 pounds and he caught it i think it was like every six minutes he was averaging a three and a half pound fish or something insane like that. So the point is the way that he had other people are spending th- two, three, and four minutes fighting one fish. If he, if he moved his spinning rod up to, I believe 12 pound test. And he did all that and he caught him on his bait caster. If he could, and the spinning rod only to, if you imagine you're catching 50 or 60 fish a day and you can gain a minute on everybody else, you know, on every fish, you can average a minute and it, you catch 60 fish, that's an hour of fishing time you gained on the entire field. And that's, that's why true. I would go to that braid, the low diameter. I would try to catch him with that first and always do. I, I want to catch everything on a bait caster. I mean, I, I haven't used a spinning rod in probably, you know, a while, probably since last time, this time last year. Because if I can find them on that setup, then I can horse them in, I can control them, I can get them in and be sure they're getting in the boat more, more likely than a, a spinning rod. And it, it saves some time too, of course. So, oh, yeah. Yep. Well, that'll be another episode. Dan's gonna be busy. I think Drew's gonna be on Dan's show a lot. When I told him that I'd got, I'm sure he will when he listens. Like when I told him, because Dan has the nickname of Spreadsheet, so I'm sure it's being written down. Yeah, it it just went from like Drew so and so so and so. That's like Drew 
week off Drew, week off Drew. <laughs> but yeah, I, when I told him that I had got you to uh, be the new co-host, he was like, well, crap, man. I was thinking about getting him to come do some some like guest hosting and stuff with me. I was like, no, I'm sure. Like, especially like you said, come your off season, you got all the time to talk fishing. We'll have like five hour episodes on that, that segment. <laughs> you'll have to, you'll have to have Ken every now and then just click in the stream yard and be like, reel it in or reel it in drew. <laughs> Dude, it's true. <laughs> Jimmy, there, there will be times where I just completely forget where we were, I, dude, and you'll have to remind <laughs> I'll me. Pay you gotta go I'll pay hang attention. out with Theo. Come on. Yeah, it's Christmas. <laughs> dude, I got a, I got a second kid due, you know, on on Christmas, the day after Christmas. So yeah. there's no doubt about it. That's going to be a, a busy Ooh. time for me. If I'm on a podcast, then trust me, I'm uh, not. Gonna uh, we'll just podcast from the delivery room. The yeah, no, yeah, I'll go up and be like, hey, Ken, come pick me up so I can finish this on my phone on the way to the hospital. <laughs> I'm going to be critiquing the doctor, be like, no, dude, latex, latex gloves will work fine. You don't need the uh, – like critiquing all the ways you're doing. Dude, your form is way off. Your form is way off here. Oh, the drama. Uh, I love it. Just use love a cinch knot. What are you doing? Love it. Yeah. Well, again, guys – Thank y'all for coming on tonight to, you know, introduce it to everybody else. Drew, thanks so much for, you know, wanting to join me on this. This will be great. And Ken, I'm glad to have you on. I love listening to y'all stuff. So it's going to be cool that now it's just in house with us and y'all are taking it back to kind of where it came from. And Brian, I, I don't thank you for anything. Welcome to the family, boys. <laughs> no, you. Brian does a lot, man. Like all of this is possible because Brian has he has quit, but he doesn't ever actually allow himself to quit. He quits a lot that no one knows about, but it never actually like goes through. We're good. We're good. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Got to keep the family together. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. I'm no, excited man. To be, to be- you know, coming along, I didn't get cut from the team or anything like that. So, it's no, that's why I wanted you on tonight because, like, you know, we knew you were coming and I, I was just yeah. going to do a show of like introducing Drew and do a couple other things. And then I was like, well, no, nah, that, I, that, there's no other way to introduce y'all's show in my mind correctly. So, just right. have a party over here. No, yeah. man, I appreciate you guys. Thanks again. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, this helps out the Paddle and Fent Network and what you guys are doing. You've worked hard, man. And, um, you know, people out there have helped me along the way. Um, a lot of folks out there, I couldn't have gotten where I, I was without them. I mean, I'm some really prominent names, even some of my friends that do fish uh, professionally on the bass boat side have stuck their necks out for me and done stuff that I could never, you know, repay them for. I just couldn't. But um, I hope that in some small way, this is just a part of what helps you guys accomplish your, your goals and dreams, man. You know, so I'm, I'm living mine. I love it. And I'm happy to just talk about it with you guys and laugh and, and go down these rabbit holes and wormholes or whatever they're whatever they call it. Are they rabbit or wormholes or do either work? I don't know. Either or I, I feel like it depends on how far you go. Rabbit hole has an ending and wormhole. We just lose a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Is it a last tech worm? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and that's, um, we'll have to come up with a worm word for that. Yeah. Jumping from one forever. hole to another. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, and the last thing we'll say is, uh, we will have more exciting announcements to come on the tournament show. One of them concerning the fantasy game that Ken and I yep. started that a lot of you guys follow along. We're going to have a big announcement about that probably on next week's show. 
And I do want to say, I've only posted this maybe on my story, but um, maybe I did a post about it. I can't remember. I did a post. But if you guys are out there and you tournament fish, hashtag catch count. You know, catch board, K-E-T-C-H, catch yep. count. Whenever you finish a tournament, we want to see your best, you know, your tournament winning fish, whether it's a three fish tournament or a five fish, do a pick stitch of them. I'm really trying to grow this thing because I think it's cool to have one hashtag to be able to look at just some awesome stringers out there from people. So it's on the catch board, hashtag catch count, and let's just kind of make it a thing and grow it and, uh, you know, be pretty cool. So Heck yeah, man. All right, guys, I will uh, cut y'all loose. I'm going to go right. over some tournaments from last week, and then everybody tune in. We'll have Drew next week, and we'll I have no clue what tournaments are scheduled going on. We may have a, you know, a small club from somewhere or one of the big nationals. I don't know what's going on right now. So yeah, well, appreciate yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Well, appreciate it guys. And uh, see, all right. see y'all in the future. See you guys. All right. Well, let you me hit me these real quick. Nah, man, I can let you go. I don't think I want to though. I think oh. you're stuck. No, you're yeah. good, man. I know you've done a lot. You've done a podcast already this tonight. Is, uh, yeah, this is like show number three for me for the night. So, yeah, you you've <laughs> I still gotta you got that ice I cast meetings and all sorts of stuff. So yeah. have fun. Tell the wife right I said, on. "Hey, we'll do, man. <laughs> Same here. All right, we'll, man. Uh, we'll talk soon. All right, night. Bye. All right, folks. Thanks for sticking with us this long. Uh, we didn't do it. Uh, last week when we did our show saying bye to Dan. So I hopped right back on it this week. Uh, big shout out to my wife for helping me do some of these tasks and getting all this stuff together. Uh, so we're going back into tournament coverage. So first up on the list, uh, friends over there at Slay Nation, we're uh, Tupper Lake in New York. They had 25 anglers for a five fish tournament. First place, Brian Nunziato, 93 and three quarters. Second place, Justin Query with 85 and three quarters. Third place, Brian Hoops with 85 and a half. Uh, going on from there, we have the All-American Kayak Series. Uh, they were on the Upper Mississippi River pools, 8, 9, and 10. Love that area. Pool 9 is my jam. Uh, 55 anglers. First place, Joshua uh, Gager with 89 and three quarters. Second place, Jacob Kaiser, 88 and a quarter. Third place, Lance Burris with 87 and three quarters. And the fishing has been on fire up there as far as numbers. All but 11 anglers hit a limit. Um, so in conjunction with the All-American Kayak Series event, the Minyak Bass Fishing League had an event up there in Lacrosse as well. Uh, some of the same names. They had 32 that did that. Um, so good bit of people double dipped. Uh, first place, Jacob Kaiser, 88 and a quarter. Second place, Lance Burris with 87 and three quarter. And third place, uh, Ryan Bonikowski with 87. So Jacob and Lance took home a couple of paychecks. So congrats to those guys. Uh, kayak anglers of Northeast Ohio are on Berlin Lake. Uh, 31 anglers, three fish limit here. Uh, first place, Eric Ortapan, 48. Second place, Bob Hammond with 46 and three quarter. Third place, Eric Lander with 44 and three quarter. Uh, moving on, West Virginia kayak anglers are on Cheat Lake, and it says River Open, so they must have had kind of an open uh, boundary for some of the rivers up there. Uh, charity tournament as well, 55 anglers in that. First place, Garrett Thompson, 73 and a half. Uh, second place, Philip Backus with 72, all smallies. 
And same for third place, Andrew Sweet with 70 and a quarter, all smallies. Gotta love an all smallie limit. Uh, moving on, Buckeye Kayak Fishing Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. They were on uh, Winton, Cowan, and Stonelick. 60 anglers. First place, Reese Stoughton with 85. Second place, Chris Anderson, 83 and a quarter. Third place, Adrian Warfield with 80 and a quarter. Uh, New York Bass Fishing were on Hem Dice, 54 anglers. Uh, first place, Dan Robinson with 90 inches, big bag. Second place, Dan Hargrave with 89 and three quarters. Third place, Bruce Rodenberg with 86 and a quarter. And another good tournament where more than half of the anglers caught a limit. Uh, Southwest Virginia Kayak Anglers did a statewide tournament uh, online, 32 anglers. Uh, first place, Travis Harper with 90 and three quarters. Second place, Matthew Mullins with 81. Third place, Mark Huffman with 80. A few more left. Mid-Atlantic Kayak Bass Fishing was on the Okaquan Reservoir. We'll go with that. Uh, 30 anglers. First place, CJ at SP with 76 and a half. Second place, Sterling Leach with 59. Third plate, Mr. Jake Harshman with 58 and a quarter. Uh, f- that was tough fishing. Uh, 30 anglers, only 56 fish were caught, and first place was the only, uh, only person to catch a limit. Uh, Oklahoma kayak anglers are on Lake Sardis, 47 anglers. First place was Josh Barlow with 66 and three quarters. Second place was Michael Galbraith with 64 and a quarter. Third place was Josh Massey with 64. And the top three of that were the only three to catch a limit. So got hot fishing on one side of the country and then tough fishing on the other. Probably all this crazy heat that's going on out West. Uh, Minnesota Kayak Fishing Association were on Big Marine Lake, 51 anglers. First place, Paul Jansen with 86 and a half. Second place, Sonny Zhang with 86 and a quarter. Third place, Kylie Zhang with 83. Um, Colorado Kayak Fishing Club was, they did in a multi-species, uh, pike and trout. 33 anglers. First place was Corey Dole with 94 and a half. Second place was Justin Collins with 92 and three quarters. Third place was Paul Roth with 92 and a half. I cannot remember the person's name. I think it was fourth place had uh, fourth by, he was like one inch or two inches off of third and he did not even have a limit. So he had some monster fish. Uh, Kayak fishing Utah bass tour Deer Creek in Herbert City. 50 anglers. First place, Doug Rowe with 74 and a half. Second place, Aaron Warner with 67 and a quarter. Third place, Jesus Lopez with 66 and a half. California Bass Nation event was on, uh, it says they were out in Stockton. It's a frog only event. 36 anglers, three fish limit. First place, Jorge Rulius with 52 and a half. Uh, Pui Yang with second 51 and three quarter. Choi Haney, third place, 48 and a quarter. Actually would have expected some bigger numbers from some California frog fishing than that, but must have been tough fishing, so congrats to those guys. Oh, we got five left. Stick with me. Uh, the Lady Slayers Online Series, 31 anglers, five fish limit. First place, Misty Wiseman with 97 and a half. Uh, big limit. Second place, Victoria Quirk with 96 and a quarter. Third place, Jenny Willite with 90 and a quarter. And our very own paddling fins, Susie Roloff, was in fifth. Good job, Susie. We love you. SoCal Kayak Anglers, open event, 60 anglers. First place, Shane uh, Lamont, 99 inches. Second place, Jonathan DeMonet with 98 and three quarter. 
Third place, Brian Lepke with 94 and three quarter. Uh, American Bass Association Kayak Series event, lower Ote. We'll go with it. That's what it says. Uh, 40 anglers, five fish limit. Same names from the event. Oh, okay. This is the other joint event. So, again, Shane Lamont, first place with 99. Second place, Jonathan DeMonet with 98 and three quarter. Third place, Brian Lepke with 94 and three quarter. So, all three of those guys got double checks. Uh, KBF. TN, yeah, KBFTN had their Saturday night tournament on Percy Priest, 32 anglers. The man, Russ Snyders, took that win, 56 and three quarter. Todd Killian, second place with 53 and three quarter. Third place to Josh Sharp with 51 and a quarter. Uh, and last but not least, the Beaver Fork Bass Bash, uh, Lake Beaver Fork. And uh, I don't know. I don't see it. Uh, first place. James Davis, 81 and three quarters. Second place, Gordon Perham with 70. Third place, Garrett Morgan with 60 and a half. And that was a five fish limit. So 81 and a quarter. That was a struggle bus. But uh, that's all the tournaments. Sorry that took so long. That was a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, for anybody that's made it this far, thanks so much. This is all possible because of you guys. Um, hope everybody's excited about adding Drew to our show. Uh, I think having him on is just going to be another you know it's going to give us another aspect and another you know perspective of tournament fishing to help with these tournament interviews so thanks for having me guys we'll be back monday or no i'm sorry next wednesday's when the next show will post uh stay tuned we'll let you know who we got and again uh i'll still brian's outro since he didn't get to say every left tight lines smooth paddling good night Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.